Audioversity, the voice of Reichman University. Film Fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones. With Alan Azulay and Gal Balaban. Welcome back to Film Fanatics. All about the movies that have us obsessed, excited, and inspired. I'm Gal. And I'm Alan. On this episode, we're going to be talking about two movies that are very action-centric. About uh, fugitives. About fugitives. There you go. All right, for sure. So our first movie, we're going to be talking about The Fugitive from 1993 and then Netflix's new The Gray Man, directed by the Russo brothers. So first of all, we're talking about The Fugitive from 1993, directed by Andrew Davis. So this was an adaptation of the 1960s TV show, but arguably the movie became a lot more popular and it stars Harrison Ford as Dr. Richard Kimball, who is wrongly convicted of killing his wife and uh, goes on the run after escaping a prison bus and has to prove his innocence while finding the person who actually did it. And he's being hunted by Marshal Sam Gerard, who's played by Tommy Lee Jones. Your fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. Go get him. So I watched this not too long ago. And you also watched this recently. I watched it for the first time last night. <laughs> nice. And uh, this also coincides not too long after Harrison Ford's 80th birthday. Happy birthday, man. Yeah. Keep on trolling. We need you. Yeah. One of my favorite people, Harrison Ford. Um, Still in the set of Indiana Jones at 80. Exactly. <laughs> what a legend. So, uh, The Fugitive is one of his biggest hits. Obviously, he's best known for the franchises, but personally, this is actually my favorite movie outside of Indiana Jones and Star Wars that stars Harrison Ford. I might have to agree with you because uh, this movie was very fun. It was fun and it was like exciting and like uh, even though it was super 90s, he gave gave me like a great performance and Harrison Ford with a beard, very underrated. I wish he kept a beard for the whole movie. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> a beard for the first bit, and then he like shaves it to yeah, not get recognized. Throughout the first, uh, the first act of the movie, he's sporting yeah. a very, very cool-looking beard, and uh, then he shaves it off for fugitive purposes. Yeah, uh, which, which makes sense. <laughs> which is what I like about this movie. It's this ordinary guy who's running for his life, and he has to do fugitivey things. He has to do like these impossible uh escapes uh or like jump out of a sewer through a waterfall or steal an ambulance in the name of yeah justice i guess he's just he's just lucky he's like exactly. he's not trained or anything something i enjoyed is that it explained how good he is at this because he was so smart like he was basically the smartest doctor the smartest doctor in his hospital yeah. leading researchers and stuff like that and uh that explains how he's so smart at like finding, like investigating who, who actually did it. Uh, it's very sad the beginning of this movie because you know he didn't kill uh, his wife, uh-huh. and he Harrison Ford gives a fantastic performance. He's like he's tearing up when the judge calls out his sentence. Oh, crap, and um, that gets me exactly. And like you know, he's already in so much pain because the love of his life died. 
and uh, this guy took everything he's literally from lost him. everything. Like, yeah, and uh, legit. And uh, he's being punished still for it. Not enough uh, that he was suffering through that, like psychologically, but like also physically. They're basically throwing him in jail, and they put him up for the death penalty. What the fuck? I mean, it, <laughs> like you said, it's very '90s, like the worst yeah. case scenario, and he has to get out of it. Yeah, and the the whole movie has the '90s vibe, uh, but in like a cool, good way. Like I remember when we were talking about Blade before. Like that's bad some 90s episode vibe. is bad nineties. This is good nineties vibe. This is good nineties. It's it's kind of in the reign of uh, his other action movies like Air Force One or Patriot Games, where he played Jack Ryan. Yeah. It's um it's very fun, but it's not. It's grounded in reality enough that it's a believable action movie that, in my opinion, holds up very well. It really held up, and um, both Tommy Lee and Harrison Ford give fantastic performances. I think Tommy Lee won. Tommy Lee Jones won Best <laughs> he won Supporting an Actor Oscar for this. Like he was really good, but I didn't know he could win Oscars for action movies. <laughs> uh, this movie was nominated for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, which he won, Best Cinematography, Film Editing. Original score for James Newton Howard. Nice. Sound mixing and sound editing. By the way, I'm not dogging on action movies. I just thought Oscars were like too highbrow of themselves to, to give this to, to an action yeah, I, movie. Yeah, I've talked to people about this. <laughs> this is not the movie that would even get a single nomination today. Because like today, more traditional genre movies are looked down on. But And this is back when only five movies could get Best Picture nominations. Wow. Um, this is the movie that... Uh, that was nominated in the same year as Schindler's List and wow. the piano. Um, which I will say, I do think Tommy Lee Jones is excellent and very memorable, but I don't think he should have beat Ray Fiennes for Schindler's List. That's a whole different story. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, um, Ray Fiennes is just unforgettable as the the villain. And let's face it, Schindler's List is like a masterpiece. A masterpiece. Um, but Tommy Lee Jones is really good. He's like, quote, antagonist, but he's just the guy doing his job. Exactly. Like you... Like you, sometimes you do like find yourself like being pissed off at him, but then you have to catch yourself and remind yourself, wait, this dude thinks this guy killed his wife and escaped prison. He's only doing his job, nothing exactly. more. I think the most iconic scene in this movie is when they're in the sewer and, uh, and Harrison Ford takes the gun and Tommy Lee Jones is laying on the ground and he goes... I didn't kill my wife. And Tommy Lee Jones goes, I don't care. <laughs> it's so funny. I laughed. And I was, I was like, I don't know if I was supposed to laugh. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Also great in this movie is Joe Pantoliano, who was also who, in... Uh, who does he play? He was, the character's name is Cosmo Renfro, the other deputy U.S. Marshal. Mm. He was the guy from The Matrix and Bad Boys and Memento. Like, the guy with the mustache and the funny voice. There's a scene where he's like, Tommy Lee Jones is yelling instructions at him. And he's like, why are you yelling at me? Why are you yelling at me? Why are you yelling at me? Like, this guy was funny in every movie. Like, even in less funny movies, like The Matrix and Memento. He's like an out there guy. Like, why do you believe this guy? Or, I'm gonna like kill you all while you're in the matrix like he's an always very out there actor for sure and uh also there, there there's for some reason there's some 
big people in this movie. With Julianne like, Moore has one scene in this with movie. With like really small roles. Uh, she was in the hospital and she like tries to snitch on him when she finds out that he's not actually working there and he's on the run. And so he has to get out of there. Um, no small parts. She did great, I guess, with what she had to do. And now she's an Oscar winning superstar. She only did a couple movies before this, but a couple years later she did Boogie Nights, The Big Lebowski, Magnolia, which is my favorite performance of hers and now of course she has an oscar and she's in almost every big movie that's worth watching the new netflix movie of the week uh for this week the most expensive movie netflix has ever produced the russo brothers the gray man what do you know about the sierra program Reckless mystery men you guys send in when you can officially send anyone else. The gray man. Lloyd. They got an urgent locate and destroy. That could be fun. The man's got some street cred. It presents this interesting Jason Bourne type world where there's these covert spies who are supposed to uh, commit missions that the CIA won't always green light because of moral reasons. And Ryan Gosling is the main guy who then goes on the run for finding out some info about his uh, his handlers. And then Chris Evans is a psychopath and he's going after him. He's insane. Okay, let's start with that. Chris Evans is the best performance in the movie, hands down. Yeah. Do we agree on that? He's having so much fun because I love him playing the douchebag. Yeah, dude, I realized that. Like in Knives Out. Knives Out, it, Fantastic Four. Like I love and uh, that other team movie, he oh Scott Pilgrim no it's literally called that other not team, another not team another movie? team okay, movie yeah. yeah um I love when he plays a dick he's so good at being a dick yeah and it's Scott Pilgrim like I said yeah he's the the asshole ex boyfriend so yeah he has some really good lines he's like you know those rules you guys are always trying to work your way around those don't mean dick to me. <laughs> or, some shit like that. Or like someone tries to blow him up. So he's like, you douche, and runs away. Like he just has such good lines in this movie. You must be Lloyd. What gave it away? The trash dash. It just, it leans Lloyd. Easy. Uh, and of course, it's good to see Ryan Gosling in another movie because he hasn't been in a movie in four years. Uh, yeah, uh, Ryan Gosling is great. He's always great. Uh, he was great here, but honestly... There's even a joke about him being Ken in this movie, and that's the only oh. thing I want to see right now. He's like, yeah, uh, Chris Evans is like, why is it so hard to shoot this Ken doll in the face? And I was like, that wasn't even intentional, was it? It's so weird how hyped I am for a movie called Barbie. Me too. Remember, I don't know if, if we were talking about this, just the two of us, or if we were talking about it before the show even existed. We were talking about how shitty Barbie was going to be because it was a completely different movie back then. So Ryan Gosling's fun in The Gray Man, but we've already decided that Ken is going to be like his Oscar winning role next year. After Simu Liu said that it was the best script he ever read, uh, I just saw an interview of uh, Ryan as well, and he says the same thing. Ryan Gosling, best script he ever read. Better script than Blade Runner, yo. He, he said <laughs> it on Jimmy Fallon or something like that. I don't remember. Like, I saw the interview. But, like, of course he has to hype it up. Like, it's... No, but... Th th I don't think he would lie about something like that. Like, he's he's a, a prestige actor. Like, For sure. 
Like he never he I don't think he says he said that about other movies he's been in. That's so funny. Okay, uh, I'm hyped. It's Greta Gerwig, so I wouldn't doubt it. Honestly, I mean, Greta Gerwig's Greta Gerwig. So exactly, you, like as much as it's a Barbie movie, why why would you doubt Greta Gerwig now? Um, that weekend is fastly becoming my the weekend that I'm most excited about next year. Oppenheimer and Barbie. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's gonna be like the most packed weekend in cinema history. Um, the the cinephiles are gonna go insane that weekend. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Ryan Gosling was good in this movie. Jessica Henwick was pretty great, honestly. Um, I've been a fan of hers for a bit, but I thought Reggae Jean Page was the one performance that didn't work for me in this movie. I've heard that opinion online a lot. Uh, but for like it didn't bother me as as much as I think it bothered other people. But I could see that maybe he was miscast. I think it's a matter of miscast. He doesn't seem like a bad actor. Just his delivery felt like he was supposed to be super angry and and stoic. When I don't know, maybe he just didn't fit that. But I'm sure he would have been better suited for another role in this movie. I mean, he looks good in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Like he yeah. he looks more the part, I guess. Ana de Armas, she was good in it, but like, I feel like. She was a cooler action star in No Time to... Like, the character was cooler in No Time to Die, and she had way less screen time in it. So, I think, if anything, that just says something about the writing, because, like, Chris Evans' dialogue is really good, but every time they have to explain something in the movie, it just doesn't really grab your attention. But to be fair, I really like the visuals of this movie. But yeah, I love the Russos as, like, visual action directors. A little... I was missing a little bit where, like... With some obvious like green screens and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a plane scene where the green screen is incredibly obvious. Also, I feel like they could have benefited from a little more practical action just to give the movie a little more grit. Cause, cause I think it could have been a little more brutal. Like you, there's a lot of action, but sometimes you don't really feel it because it goes by really fast. Yeah, for sure, I agree with that. Uh, I think overall could have been a better movie, but I think it's all on the script. I feel like everything else kind of worked uh as well as it could have for this type of movie yeah even like billy bob thornton does a really good job and he's usually like a mean guy and here he's actually one of the good guys which is cool and uh julia butters uh who was from was the girl in once upon a time in hollywood um like the cast does a good job um i don't think the russos were the wrong choice to direct it but it's just a script could have been way more interesting. That even his most loyal allies won't hesitate to drop a dime. Every grade A wet team from here to Rachel will be vying for the prestige of killing the infamous Sierra Six. I can kill anybody. Maybe not anybody. When it comes to like Netflix action movies, where would you rank this? Uh, I think this one is uh, in the higher uh, echelon, I guess, of Netflix action movies. Which, let's be fair, it's not saying much. Uh, <laughs> I would rank it second, maybe after Extraction. I put Extraction and maybe The Atom Project over it. Oh yeah, but, the Adam Project. So I guess I'm with you. I would put it third. 
but it's definitely better than Red Notice or yeah, for um, sure. nowhere near like Six Underground or the terrible ones. Oof. Yeah, I hate that movie. But and Red Notice, I liked a lot when I saw it. I'm not sure if I if I have that sentiment still. The Gray Man, if anything, I think is trying to be like a Jason Bourne Mission Impossible light, but nowhere near as memorable. These are great directors, and I really want them to try their hand at something new, something maybe more nuanced. Uh, Tell us about their next movie that they're doing. Their next project is going to be something called The Electric State. I think it's also going to be on Netflix because they have a deal with them. Yeah. and it's actually starting mainly Bobby Brown and Chris Pratt, which, if, again, I think this could be really good. It has the same writers as uh, as the Gray Man, Avengers, and uh, Captain America, which is which they are Christopher Marcus, Stephen McFeely. So it's about an orphan teenager that, traver- uh, that traverses the American West with a sweet but mysterious robot and an eccentric drifter in search of her younger brother. That sounds kind of so. It's like a post-apocalyptic movie. It's post. It's it's Logan, but oh. with a robot. It sounds a lot like the movie Finch that came out with Tom Hanks on Apple. Is if Finch and Logan had a weird baby? I guess Millie Bobby Brown is basically X twenty three in this exactly. movie. Exactly, and Chris Pratt is uh, is Logan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's weird, if anything, that the Russo brothers, who came off of like four blockbusters and the highest grossing movie ever. Now have to do three movies in a row with a streaming service. Um, they like, made a lot of money for that. If you were on the run now, uh, would you rather be on the run with uh, Harrison Ford or Ryan Gosling? Uh, after watching both movies, I have to say Ryan Gosling, especially right now, because, you know, he's not 80. Uh, but yeah uh, i would go with with uh number six i think it's his name yeah and he gets away unharmed from so many things oh yes it seems like he's gonna die so many times and he just doesn't he just brushes everything off yeah so that's that's who i'm choosing although it would be good to have a doctor on call in case like we got hurt in some action scenes yeah dr richard kimball please be on reserve duty for our fugitive business Okay, this has been an interesting end to an episode. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, We'll see you guys soon. And have a good one. I'm Alan. And I'm Gaul. See you soon. Bye.